Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work For Him desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work, today we're talking about Todd Hopkins' book, The Janitor. We've got in office, in studio, my office, my roundtable office, in studio today, Todd Hopkins, CEO of Office Pride Office Cleaning, joining us for the discussion. Martha and I have studied this book. We've shared it with a dozen other people. It's a fantastic book. You, my listeners, have an incredible treat ahead to hear from the heart of this great author and this great CEO right here in the Tampa Bay area. Todd Hopkins, welcome to the I Work For Him show. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to the talk. Well, you know, we're going to have a lot of fun today, Martha, but one of the things we really want to do is just thank Todd right now, right? We should thank That's him ahead right. of time. It's All a right. good idea. Next week, Martha and I are going away on a marriage retreat cruise, and do not, before you start going, oh, that's nice. We are so very excited to be going away with 14 couples on a cruise where we're going to be working on marriages, leading discussions on those things. And while I'm gone, we've got to have people take the microphone. And so a couple of the days I'm gone, Todd Hopkins, as his lifetime dream, is going to become a radio (laughs) talk show host. Uh, And and he's going to be taking a couple of the days and bringing on some guests that I never could get because I don't have near the pull that Todd Hopkins has. So, Todd, I want to read this verse because this is really 
I think I got this off of your website because I don't usually get this verse here, but commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. I think yep. that was probably right out of your book. Too, Proverbs 16.3. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 16.3. All right. So, Todd, before we get started, I always start with this part of the show. Please tell me as my guest, how is Jesus Christ making an impact on your life today? Well, first of all, I'm wondering why I didn't get invited on the cruise. I, <laughs> oh, no, wait, wait. Now, let's make that like, clear. You guys are going to be on a cruise, and I get to be in the studio. Okay. Now, for full clarification, he just lied on the radio. I did. I got invited. <laughs> yeah, he got invited, and he just said... Jim, I'm too busy. I can't possibly do it. I said, great. If you're too busy, how about you just take my show? Then you'll still be in town because you're not going on the cruise. Mm -hmm. Does your wife know that you turned down the opportunity to go on the cruise? She Uh, she might now. She knows now. Well, she knows now. (laughs) She knows. All right. All right. Oh, you want me to redirect now? No, we're going. Let me get back to how how Christ uh, is working in my life. That's good. You do that. that? I I got caught on that one. Uh, Hey, well, I tell you, in every possible way, so just from family, my wife, to see how he's worked in her life and in our marriage, uh, our boys. I mean, it is it is so cool to, to be able to look at your sons and say, hey, they're turning out really good. And uh, it's only by the grace of God, you know, that that's happening. I, I just give him credit for all that. Of course, in business, uh, it's a lot of fun because God continues to bring great people. You know, we recruit franchisees, people who want to own and operate a commercial cleaning business, help them grow that. And just, you know, we have this wonderful couple coming in from South Dakota. South Uh, Dakota, eh? That's right. And so we're going to have a presence up there and just a wonderful Christian couple who found us. And we hear all these stories about how people would pray, God would guide them and direct them, and then, boom, they just kind of find our website. Uh, so we got a new guy actually from Vegas. That's uh, well, there's the biggest mission field in America. Yeah, so all kinds of things. We're going to be out there in a couple of weeks, and uh, so it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. We see God working in great ways, and and uh, we're having fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Now this couple from South Dakota. Now you realize because I got to go on. I'm going to go into South Dakota now. These these people from South Dakota, they're always cleaning up the dirt because you know the wind starts blowing in South Dakota. It just keeps <laughs> blowing and blowing and blowing. Even the even the snow is dirty in South Dakota. You, you know they may resist. be listening. I don't, I don't That's good. They, and, they, <laughs> and they and they may not talk like that, but if they're in southeastern South Dakota, that's exactly yeah, what they man. talk like. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for Rapid sure. City. You bet. Oh, Rapid City means southwestern. They talk more like people from Colorado. Oh, okay. but Rapid City is one of those. Have you ever been to Rapid City? No. Rapid City is one of those incredible places where in the middle of winter it can be seventy one day and thirty below the next, and they have ninety mile an hour winds in, the, in between, and they get a bunch of snow one day and the next day it's, they can be out in shorts. It is the weirdest weather place in the Upper Midwest. Well, we're excited to be there because we have a wonderful couple that's going to mm, represent our brand. That's great. And I tell you, I, I've. In all my years of doing this, I've never laughed on the phone so much than I did during. <laughs> we have like an executive call where we get to talk and they share their dreams and I share my vision a little bit. And we just had a blast. So God's going to do great things up there through them and 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 we just see it all around. So it's a joy to be able to uh, to work for Jesus Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I hope Amen. that those people from South Dakota get to invite you up there to the north in the middle of winter, so you can really experience some good South Dakota weather. Yeah, because yeah. because in the middle of the middle of February, it can be rough there. It could be fantastic there, but it can be rough there, too. Yep. All right. So I want to talk about Office Pride because, you know, I had you on last June. And as we shared through your book, Five Wisdoms for Entre- five, five, five Wisdoms for Entrepreneurs. What are, I just screwed it up. Yeah, you got it. Five Wisdoms for Entrepreneurial Wisdom. Survival. 
Five wisdom for entrepreneurial survival. There was another word in there. I did. I knew that. Okay. And and in there, we just got talking on the show about how your core values for your business, you don't call them that. Well, you call them that on your business card, but you actually out loud call them your decision filters. And Martha and I have adopted that and started teaching people in their marriages and in their businesses that these core values need to be their decision filters. So you've had a huge influence on us already, even though you probably didn't even know that. But because I know you're up in a place where you can't get in your office the work frame show but did you know you can listen to it on your iphone or on your computer oh yeah okay just want to make sure you knew that absolutely all right so talk about how god led you to starting office pride office cleaning which is a franchise available business here in tampa bay we've got you've got four franchisees in in tampa bay already do you have any territories open in tampa bay sure yeah we um we have a brand new franchise down in bradenton which i'm really excited about one in south tampa largo uh but I tell you, everywhere else in the Tampa Bay area, we're looking. So uh, certainly up in Clearwater and Palm Harbor and North Tampa, all those areas. Brandon, love to have a franchisee over in Brandon right now. So we're uh, we're just waiting for the right people, and uh, we just pray them in. We're just so grateful for those people in Brandon and, and appreciate the fact that I'm so glad I never have to drive there. Because that is that is like the hardest place in the world to get to from where we are, where yeah. we live every day. From here to it, there. From here to there is not a pleasant thing, especially on a Friday night. Wow. Okay, so how did God lead you to being a CEO of Office Pride Office Cleaning? And then I want to get to how did God lead you to writing a book about the janitor? I used to joke around and say God was convicting me to spend more time on my knees, so I started cleaning toilets. <laughs> but uh, really, we we uh, you know I I really didn't have any money. I I just I needed a low cost entry business, and uh, I was very interested in franchising. And I was doing my MBA at Butler University, and there was a lady in my small group that had a cleaning service. So as we would do projects together and things like that, she. She really started going under, but as I would hear her tell her story, I kept thinking, you know, I could do that, and that's something I could franchise someday, and and there was a really good market for it. I mean, most people, generally speaking, aren't happy with their cleaning service, so I bought her out for $800, and she had a garage full of vacuums and trash bags, and she had one customer left, and she introduced me to that customer, and I went up there, and, and it was a doctor's office in Indianapolis. And uh, they said, well, do you have your insurance? And I go, well, if you hire me, I'll get my insurance tomorrow. And, and so they hired me, and that was my first customer. And we've continued to clean that, that facility and all these years. So it's, uh, it's been How many a real, years has that been? Uh, 23 years. Wow. You know, so, that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's real cool. And, uh, but that's how I got started. And then I had a couple of my Christian business friends from uh, CBMC Ministry we would meet. And, uh, you know, they kind of become part of my board or accountability, and we would pray over the business, and we'd meet at McDonald's and talk strategy, and, and I just went out there trying to get that second and third customer. Hmm, that's fantastic. So, but, but you also, so you now have franchises in how many states? Well, uh, if you count South Dakota and Nevada. Well, South Dakota be, and Nevada are yeah, both states. Well, he just means because they're new. So they're new. They haven't started, but they're, uh, they, they will be here. Uh, they, have they signed franchise agreements. They have. Then they're counting. Yeah. Uh, 20. That's wow. awesome. 20 yeah. states. Yeah. That is unbelievable. You know, when you were on in June, you shared a story of uh, one of your annual meetings, I believe it was, where you got everybody together. And after the meeting, you had shared and you, you saw this one couple having a really deep uh, discussion with another couple. Yep. And you found out later that the one couple was leading the other couple to Christ. Sure. Yeah. That was something. I'll never forget that. I mean, that's one of those uh, moments that gives you chills to think about it mm-hmm. a little bit. You know that same couple that come to know the Lord at that retreat, um, it went back and had such an impact in their family 
that their uh, daughter, and I can't remember who all, come to know the Lord. And then they came to the next retreat. They kind of had this thing. that So we want to get baptized at the uh, office prayer retreat just like our parents did. <laughs> and then we were at the Louisville. So we'd go up on top uh, the roof in the God house. To, to, we had a couple of people baptize them. But the uh, the story, you know, before that I shared was that one couple uh, that prayed and received Christ. They came uh, the next morning. We were having our devotional and asked, you know, uh, or had worked it out so they could get baptized. So we had a couple of uh, bivocational pastors who were franchisees and right there in the swimming pool of the Holiday Inn in Columbus, Indiana. Mm. They were baptized. That is so awesome. All right. So talk to me how God led. I'm going to jump past. You're a writer. You've written three books. I I want to talk today about the book called The Janitor, because I've read I read five wisdoms for an entrepreneurial survival. It was it was a good book. Had a lot of great information in it. But The Janitor, it's a great book. It will be right now. It's in the top 10 of the books that I've read in the last three years. And that is saying a lot because I've read hundreds of books. This you you took in the concept of of incorporating your faith into your workplace made it a great story, easy to read and super impactful all in a nice little easy to read edition. Where did you come up with the idea? Well, uh, that's a really good question. I tell you, I I always had the plot, the story in my mind about the the uh, janitor who would run into that CEO who was struggling in life, and the janitor would then become the, a mentor to the CEO because the janitor had been there and done that. And it's a, it's really so true because so many of the people we hire to clean office buildings at night, a lot of them are retired. There's they're somebody you know they just want something to do. In this case, you know, uh, janitor Bob his his wife had passed away. He was just doing it for something to do. So it became his ministry uh, to mentor the CEO of the, the company of the building where he was cleaning. So it's a very real to life idea. And uh, the, so that was the story. And then I just kind of asked myself, uh, looking back, well, what is it that over these years, if I had to say, what were the things that enabled me to, to make it in business, uh, to be able to survive with my family, uh, you know, the marriage stayed together, and, and they also have spiritual balance, to be able to focus on God. So I just kind of asked myself, if I had to, what would be the five or six key things? And that ended up being the six directives that are in the janitor. I mean, and it, Martha, when you read uh, the janitor, what was the biggest thing that impacted you with it? Oh, my goodness. That's, hmm. <laughs> You're kind of putting me on the spot there. You know, I think that just the practicality of it, being able to read something and saying, you know, it makes sense. There is so much that we can um, implement into our lives from reading this book. So, You know, the way that, that Bob encounters a CEO, the CEO really is an example of almost everybody in the leadership of a small business in America today overworking, mm-hmm. neglecting their family because they're over, overworking um, and really ignorant of the impact of their attitudes and behaviors on all those people around them that work yeah. for them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that was that was certainly this guy's case. You know, we can work ourselves. We get so tired and and our brain just uh, quits functioning the way we, we want it to. And, and that was what was happening with this guy. You know, he was working so much that he wasn't able to make good decisions anymore. He would sit there and stare at his email. And uh, so, you know, that's why we talk about recharge versus discharge. Mm-hmm. But you ever notice when you get really, really tired, how the people around you get really, really stupid? <laughs> <laughs> There's a direct relationship, isn't there? Yeah, the two? <laughs> yeah, you get so frustrated. And, and I'll tell you, folks don't want to work for a CEO like that. Yeah. And uh, so it's important that we take care of ourselves 
so that at least the people that are working with us are, you know, experiencing a pleasant environment, right? Good point. Well, and that's really, you know, when you look at the recession, a lot of people were stuck working for people like that. But now that we're starting to pull out of the recession, even though unemployment is still very large, it is... Uh, it's getting better. So, hey, we're talking today with Todd Hopkins, CEO of Office Pride Office Cleaning, about his book, The Janitor. But we're talking about his testimony as well, because Todd is one of those guys that has set up a franchise model with Christ at the center. And he's been teaching people about setting up core values within your business, but using them as decision filters. But before we get back to Todd, I want to highlight his book. So it's time for our book highlight segment, brought to you as always by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for over... 29 years. Almost, Almost 30. 30. All right. Located in the center of the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Almerton Road in Largo. There, 2,400 square foot stores open to the public. Seven days a week. Check them out online at shopcaris.com. That's shop. C-H-A-R-I-S dot com. Be the first... One of the first three people to call in the studio line today, and we will give you an autographed copy of The Janitor. You're going to get to hear more about this as we go on for the rest of the show. But if you want to get an autographed copy of The Janitor, call in right now, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. All right, the book today, The Janitor, written by Todd Hopkins. Todd this book, as, as you wrote it, really is is a, a real-life story of, well, it's a real-life story. I'm sure that this story replicates what stories are out there, but it's about a janitor mm-hmm. who runs into a CEO working late at night, and he gets to start, really, he starts mentoring this CEO. Sure, yeah. It, it's, it's a very real-life thing. There's a lot of wonderful people out there who have part-time cleaning jobs mm-hmm. and because people need extra money and and so fantastic group of workers not just retired people but a lot of uh, uh you know moms and dads and people in their 40s and 30s trying to make extra money put a kid through college <clears throat> so it's a very good real life uh story of something that can happen and in this case uh, he was able to mentor because the CEO was able to open up to him. It's you know you hear the phrase it's lonely at the top. Well you know that that applies to with the business CEOs. They have nobody to share their issues, their problems with. So they were able to develop a relationship, and uh, the CEO was able to confide in that that mentor and get some answers. So now we're we're gonna get we're gonna give away three copies of this day, autographed copies by Todd Hopkins. Call into the studio line now. Get your copy of The Janitor, 855-265-2929. And remember, you got to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. All right, we're back live and in studio with Todd Hopkins with Office Pride Office Cleaning, talking about his book, The Janitor, and really talking about his organization that he's, that God has used him to create called Office Pride Office Cleaning. Todd, we've got just a couple of, uh, of minutes before the break again. I want to start talking about the directives in here. All right. Because the directives are powerful. And it starts off, you know, this, this you know, as, as the CEO meets Bob, you know, he wants to know all the answers all at once. And uh, Bob goes, no, let's just do a little by little. And the first one was recharge versus discharge. What does that mean? 
Well, we got to give our brain a, a break. I mean, we're we're so busy. We we take in so much, and as a CEO, you're always having to pour out your training, your teaching, and you got to be able to pour in, right? Or or you just run empty. So the recharge versus discharge is saying, hey, we need to just take a break, do do something, take an hour, uh, uh, do a hobby. Um, do something where you can get your mind off of business and allow it to charge back up again. And so i tell you what inspired me on this. I, I read uh, Franklin Graham's book, Living Beyond the Limits. And uh, so I, well, when I read that book, I just uh, totally forgot about business and finished it recharge. That's it, awesome. Oh, okay, so the, the first... Uh, the first directive was recharge versus discharge. I mean, we you know we're constantly so the potential Todd to constantly discharge all the time. Discharge, discharge it is a danger. Your encouragement in the book is to recharge and to get away from work. But your second one was view family as a blessing, not a responsibility. How did that one come to be? Well, that one now that would be something that I learned from Ray Hilbert, our co-author. He did a workshop at Office Pride Retreat one time on view family as a blessing, not a responsibility. So we incorporated that, incorporated that into the book, but that's like you know we have to uh, we have to see that our family is a blessing that God has given us, mm-hmm. and when when we view our family as a blessing, then when we go to work, no matter how hard that day was, we see that that was something we get to do because that provides for our family. Some people view their family as a burden, mm. and because of that, they have to work to pay the bills. So it's a perspective. If we if we view our family as a burden and because we we've got to put food on the table and we have to pay our bills and we've got to do all these things and we got to buy shoes and buy clothes, then you go to work a lot a lot of times with a bad attitude that, that this is something I have to do in order to meet that burden. So we kind of turn the table on that a little bit and say, hey, you know, we got to view family as a blessing. It's a gift from God. And then we go to work with a whole different attitude. You know, we, we have joy at our work. There's something we get to do that God's blessed us with to provide for that family that he's blessed us with. Well, and in the book, it was a huge paradigm shift for this CEO to look at it that way, because that's what you're talking about. You're talking shifting, looking at as your family as a blessing instead of a responsibility. That's a shift in how you're looking at life. I mean, it was a huge deal for this guy. Well, yeah, he was working the midnight, you know, and if somebody said, why do you work so late? Well, I've got wife, I've got kids. I'm doing this for them, right? Well, they're not looking for that. No, they, they want you home. They want, they want us home, and they, not, they, don't, they don't just want our time. They want our energy. Right. I mean, the kids, I mean, we can go and spend time with them, but they want us to wrestle and, and roll around on the floor and, and play board games. In other words, they want our energy. We have to, that's part of that recharge. Uh, if we got joy in our life, we have to just give them energy, not just time. Mm, All right. Point. Now, the third, the third directive, pray, don't pout. This is my favorite. Um, I, I just think that uh, one of the downfalls of a Christian witness is that you've got, you know, so many Christians going around whining all the time. <laughs> it's like, you know, if, if you're always whining and you're always pouting and, and life is terrible, well, why would anybody who's not a believer want to serve the God that we serve, right? So I just think that every time we find ourselves in a situation where we feel we have a, a need to pout, to flip that switch, we have to catch ourselves at it, flip that switch and, and turn into prayer mode. And so that's what that's what this is directive is about because uh, the CEO here was uh, he was found himself pouting all day and Janitor Bob was able to teach him hey you know why don't we try praying about that right I mean sometimes we just got to throw up our hands and say God 
I'm doing the best I can. Uh, what do you want me to do? I, I love what you just said. You know, why would anyone, anybody want to serve our God if all we're ever doing is whining and complaining about life? Yeah. I mean, that's powerful. Okay, so recharge versus discharge. View family as a blessing, not a responsibility. Pray, don't pout. Pass it around is number four. Well, that, that one time I, I called that directive, share what you know. I just believe it's good to, to teach people. If, you, if you've got something that can help somebody, to share it with them. You know, and, and just so we ended up uh, settling on pass it around. But but basically it's knowledge. It's it's joy. It's it's love of life. It's I mean, we only live once. Let's let's bless as many people as we possibly can. And and so that's kind of the, the core of that directive. Hmm. All right. Then don't spend invest. Yeah, well, I, I think there's uh, it kind of goes into mainly time. Um, a lot of people really waste a lot of time. I, you know, I would say they spend it. So when you think about the definition of spend, you you spend your money. You don't have that money anymore. It's it's gone. So if we we have only so much time, and so uh, Janitor Bob did a good job of of teaching Roger. Hey, you want to invest your time in things that have eternal significance. So that would be like his uh, kids, obviously his his relationship with his wife the people that God brought into his life. So I believe it's very important that we, when we try to evaluate how we're going to use our time, that we say, you know, is this a good investment? Are we giving God a good return on us? Uh, and so, you know, if you sit around and play video games for 14 hours, that's probably not a good investment of time or, or even some of the other things that, you know, so many people do. So I, I just believe that, uh, uh, we don't want to be spending. We don't want to be wasting. Well, and what I, I love the, the sixth directive. I it, it really resonates with me because it's really the life that Martha and I lead. Uh, and it's called Leave a Legacy. And it's yep. really about that passing it on. It's really about reinvesting in other people all the things that we've learned. And it's what Martha and I do. That's why we're doing a marriage retreat sure. cruise next week to help invest in those marriages. But that's what I do each and every day in mentoring uh, Christian business people is just encouraging them and feeding into them the things that I've learned so that they can then feed it into the people in their workplace. Sure. And, and really what Bob did for for Roger in the story was to to really invest that into him so then Roger down the down the path a year later we check back in with him he's now mentoring a neighbor wasn't a neighbor that's right so yep. it's 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 really powerful so listen I would Jeff from Bradenton thanks for calling in well congratulations on the book we'll get it out to you early next week hey we still got two more autographed copies love for you to call in 855-265-2929 855-265-2929 love to be able to give you a copy of this book Todd, what was the what your what was the favorite part about writing this book? Well, it, it's fun to write a fiction book. I mean, there's so much of the true life that's here, but with fiction, you can change it up a little bit and and mm-hmm. uh, you know and, and and make it a good story. And so, but but so much of this is is real, and um, uh, so I just had I had a fun time just kind of living it. You know, I lived in Janitor Bob's world and Roger the CEO's world. I've actually, been both. I've been a janitor and a CEO all at the uh, same time, yeah, probably all at the same time. And uh, so I know what that's like, and our franchisees do as well. And so it was good just to live in that space to to, to escape from reality and, and live in that fictitious world, and you know, shut shut my eyes and and just start thinking of of the next series of events or next chapter and then just start writing as fast as I could. Now you said your wife would never come on the show. And she wouldn't <laughs> want to be, you know, this kind of limelight. But if we were to ask your bride, what's her first name? Michelle. Well, if we were to ask Michelle, 
What has been the biggest encouragement to her as you've run this business for Christ? What's been the biggest encouragement for her and for your marriage? Oh boy, I don't know. That's a, that's a good one. I tell you know, I, 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 she knows uh, behind the scenes that my heart is in the right place. You know, I'm, I, I really want to honor God. So the, you know, there's so many uh, challenges that any business brings, and she see, you know, she sees that, uh, and we're, you know, trying to move everything forward. And there's so many people, and and uh, she knows I like leading, I don't like managing. Uh, so these principles, you know, it's it's encouragement. I mean, it's things that I have to look at and remind myself of constantly because it's so easy for us to get off track. Well, I was just going to say that as we're sitting here reevaluating them, listing them, I'm like, wow, you know, it's only been a couple months since I read this and I need to be reminded. And I was thinking about when you wrote the book, you probably were feeling that, you know, when you've been in the different roles, reminding yourself of that as well, that oh, sure. these are important. I, you know them, but... Am I implementing them? Yeah. You know, where, well, you know, pray, don't pout. That's a daily thing. I, I, yeah. I, I think about that all the time. But mm-hmm. as a Christian business guy, as a CEO of Office Pride Office Cleaning, and you've got all these franchisees in 20 states, what's the biggest challenge in, in having your faith so out front? What's the biggest challenge? Well, I, I would say accountability. Uh, if people aren't, aren't, uh, fulfilling commitments and and you try to enforce those things, then sometimes they'll say, "Well, you know, I, I thought you were a Christian here, yeah. and now you're trying to, you know, uh, enforce something." And I'm just, you know, I think part of being a a good <laughs> business owner, we have to be a steward. If we're making commitments to customers or people around us, we have to honor those commitments. And so sometimes, you know, I find myself in a situation where we're trying to enforce something, and and uh, you know, then everybody wants harmony, and, and you know, that's one that temptations of a CEO is, you know, harmony over conflict. But, but, uh, you know, so that's one of the biggest challenges. And, and I, but I, I flipped the switch on that too, because my first priority is to be a steward of God. If I can't prove to God that, that he can trust me with this business now, which is a small thing, then why would I be able to expect him to trust me with a bigger thing? So, you know, that's the way I view it. And uh, I have to be, a, you know, I have to account to God. I have to report to him first. Mm-hmm. So what about the perspective from your kids? Are they all boys, all three of them? All boys. Okay. So if I were to ask any of them, hey, how do you feel about dad's role as CEO? How do you feel about dad's role as dad? How is he managing both of them? What do you think they're going to say? Well, I think they would give me a good score. I <laughs> and, and you know, so we I have a great relationship with all three boys. They're very different and so in different ways and they you know, they all have things that they value about whether it's spending time with me or or having conversations and you know, we sit in the hot tub at night, we talk about life. So, uh I I think they would have good things to say. You know, they appreciate the business and I involve them in conversations so that they're hearing why I make the decisions I make. So I'm hoping that that'll pay great dividends down the road for them being godly men and a good businessman. Any of them future franchisees of Office Bright Office Cleaning? Well, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see. We want them to follow, you know, our job is to raise a child in the way he should go. And and the way he should go is the way God wants him to go. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, it, as much as we would love to have all of them involved with Office Pride, our first priority is what does God want them to do? We're going to encourage that. Mm. And uh, But they all express interest in Office Pride. We'll, we'll have to see how that shakes out. 
you know, one of the things that is so valuable and that they will probably never be able to measure is the fact that they've um, lived in a home and heard about a business that implements these um, principles. And that's something that we can pass on to those people underneath us in our businesses and our own children is showing them a proper way. If we did had these things pointed out to us early in our careers, <laughs> 30 years ago, how awesome yeah. would that have been? So to give them that jump start and say, hey, here's some things that you can study and try to implement in your workplace. Sure. We do prayer requests, you know, I mean, at night. Uh, then sometimes we'll be praying for franchisees. We'll be praying for situations. I mean, they're they're involved in those things. They get exposed to it. And so that that's powerful. Yeah, it's uh, these to know and hear these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got some of them right. We got some of them wrong a few times. I, I definitely know the recharge versus discharge, uh, honey, we're we're. That's sometimes we're guilty of the discharge, discharge, discharge. Yes. But you got the cruise coming up next that's week. Right. Yeah, and that's Except a dis- you guys are teaching. That's a discharge. That's right. that's but we'll, right. well, we do have one day on Cozumel where we're just having fun, cooking. Recharging. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's going to be fun because feeding into couples is a riot. But back to that recharge thing, when the thing that you said that implement started all that for you was just reading a book. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, this... You know, week-long vacation somewhere. Recharging can just be something that spurs you and makes you think outside of your work. Yep. All right, so I'd like a couple more listeners to call in and get a copy of this book, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. You know, Todd, you said you had a question you wanted to ask me. Oh, yeah, so so I get to be the host here coming up uh, in in you know, February 5th and 9th. My question, so I will practice a little bit. So just to flip the tables, if I could ask you a question. So, I mean, you, you were a really good businessman, still are, I know, but you gave up a, a great business career to do this, to be the uh, the host. I work for him. And so I'm thinking, I mean, do you ever have like the times when Satan just kind of tries to challenge you on that decision and you walked away from your business career, you're, do, you're doing this? I mean, what does, does Satan ever challenge you? Like, what in the world are you doing? And then um, how how do you react to that? I mean, what, what keeps you going? Why do you do this? All right, all right, Todd, right before the break, you asked me a question. Ask it again. Well, I was just wanting to ask you. I mean, you left a business career, uh, a good business career, to follow God's calling on your life to be this radio talk show host and to teach people in the marketplace how they can work for Jesus Christ. I mean, that's our whole purpose in life. You only live once, we might as well serve the God that created us. So you're focused on doing that. And my question is, does Satan ever challenge you? Does he ever just say, hey, what in the world are you doing? Why don't you go back to the uh, your career or, or whatever? And when that happens, what keeps you going? What What's your purpose? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the answer to the question is, does Satan ever tempt you with that? Yeah, every day because it's it's been difficult because the show doesn't yet pay for itself. And so really the show is a ministry that I have to work outside of the show in order to support. But I never question that we're supposed to be here mm-hmm. because God clearly, this was an answer to prayer. We were praying for a way to challenge thousands and thousands of Christ following business owners and employees to bring their faith to work. And so this was something that we were looking for. We never thought it would be radio. This was not what we thought it was going to be. Martha and I never ever discussed, hey, let's have a radio show someday. So it is tempting because I did right as I was getting to the point of going to quit my full-time job at Platinum, I, uh, I had just earned the opportunity to become an owner. 
because mm-hmm. of, of what we've grown. And I'm like, yeah. So that was wow. Satan putting you to the test. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it's been, it was tough to walk away from a de- in my job. It just started paying me very, very decently. But I really knew that God was directing this this way. And I just have to remind myself that this was something I never looked for, that God completely sent me for this. And he's provided for this show month after month after month. Uh, amazing ways to keep it on the ground. Because just, I mean, the show itself costs $40,000 a year to be on the air. But it's been such a ministry. And people are, you hear it all over Tampa Bay. Hey, I heard you on the radio. Wow, yeah. that was really challenging. Those are great things. So there's a reason why we're here. And I have to remind myself that way. And the money's not been an issue because God's provided it through other jobs that I've gotten, consulting that I've done. Uh, other, I've been doing some recording of podcasts for some other executives. And, and so it's been very, very interesting. It's not been what I thought it would be. But when you step out in faith, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I tell you, I wish I wish everybody could just see you. I mean, because you've got so much passion. I mean, you're good at this. So it's it's hard to believe that it hasn't been your life dream to be a radio talk show host. But I'm sitting here, your arms are moving. I mean, <laughs> well, if you guys could just see Jim, I mean, he, he's so passionate. And But I tell you, uh, and Martha, you know this already, but his heart, I mean, he, he, he wants uh, people serving God in the marketplace. That's his calling. And I tell you, you do a great job communicating, but, but I know, I just want to encourage you because I know Satan probably challenges you. Anything that's, anytime we try to serve God, Satan's going to try to knock our legs out from under us. He's any, and and there are days, but I've got an incredible wife by my side. Martha and I've been married for 28 and a half years Mm. and she's a gift from God. And so every day I, I'm looking at when I get discouraged, I just know that I I know I have Martha and she'll be there to re uh, to reinforce why we're here if I needed that. But he's also surrounded me with guys like you, Todd, who have kind of adopted me as a friend to be able to be there to encourage. And that's been a lot of fun. I've met some incredible people across the country that are also being challenged to, to incorporate their faith in the workplace. And, and that's what it's all about. It's all about us being Jesus to those people that will never go to church. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're five days a week. I mean, God's got a big plan, even more than what we can think or imagine. So it's going to be really cool to see the impact God and what God does through this show. It, it will be interesting to see. It, it is. I mean, I, it's already been interesting to watch, but it, it, it's fascinating. The worst part about being on five days a week is, of course, the commute, because the traffic here in Pinellas County, Florida, is horrible if they would just finish the construction. Anyway. Uh, oh, but it, Take it down. Take it down. I'm not Can going I political. Can I just say something? I of was just going to say. But we're you know, running out of time. Okay. Well, okay. one of the things that is really cool about this whole process has been that the days that I might be wondering, what are we doing, Jim? It reminds me, and vice mm. versa, and where God is leading, and um, we just you know keep each other going with it. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for Him. him.